Greetings, servants, sons, and saints of God. This is Denise coming to you from Tampa, Florida. Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you, Father God, for what you have shown and shared with me. And I ask, Father, in Jesus' name, that your Holy Spirit would illuminate to us that which I am about to share and that it would be well received by your, your sons and saints uh, applied in their lives as you so desire. In Jesus' name, amen. I have come today to spend some time with you on the subject on one accord. Having just completed an in-depth study of the book of Luke, the Holy Spirit is guiding me to be equally in-depth in my reading, studying, and applying what he will reveal from the book of Acts of the Apostles. So with God's Holy Spirit, here I go. In the first four chapters of the book of the Acts of the Apostles, I have gleaned that the primary thought is being focused on our being on one accord. Allow me to review a few scriptures. Acts chapter 1 verse 14 reads, These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication, with the women and Mary the mother of Jesus, and with his brethren. Acts chapter 2 1 reads, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were with they were all with one accord in one place acts chapter 2 verses 46 and 47 read and they continually and they continually i'm sorry and they continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart praising god and having favor with all the people and the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. Acts chapter 4, verse 24 through 33 reads, And when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God, which has made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them is, who by the mouth of thy servant David has said, why did the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? The kings of the earth stood up and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For a truth against the holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together. For to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done, and now, Lord, behold their threatenings, and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word by stretching forth thine hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of the holy child Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together, and they were filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with boldness. And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul. Neither said any of them that aught of the things which he possessed was his own. But they had all things in common. Verse 33. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them all. And as I look ahead just a little because I do not want to move faster in my study than the Holy Spirit desires to teach me, I see there are a few more 
on one accord behaviors, but these behaviors come from people who are not of the Lord. I believe the primary thought, let me go back and read the, the scripture that I wanted to read. In Acts 7, 54 and 57, we find of these people of which I just spoke, when they heard these things, they were cut to the heart and they gnashed on him with their teeth, the him being Stephen. And verse 57 reads, then they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and ran upon him with one accord. Now, I believe the primary thought the Holy Spirit desires to illuminate to us today is this. Great might, great power, and great things are accomplished when people are on one accord, and those accomplishments can be good things or bad things. Recently in this world, the sound of division and disunification has increased, causing a dysfunction, if not a disabling, in many places and many nations. Some of the division and dysfunction I have heard here in America concerning national events, and sadly, too many times among those who identify as Christians, I've heard them say, you want to be on the right side of history. I submit to you that as saints of God, we should desire and aspire to be on the right side of our Heavenly Father, not history. I offer for your consideration that history is not our eternal destination. Heaven is our eternal destination. Our focus and perspective should be that we are seated, established in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, who is seated and established and has taken up residency at the right hand of the throne of God. We are to fix our minds on things above, not on things of this earth. Fix focus, and be fascinated with the things of heaven, not the things on this earth. Honestly, when it's all said and done, being on the right side of history, wherever that is, means being nowhere. History cannot save us. Heaven, where Jesus is seated right now, ever making intercession for us that we will do the will of the Father. Heaven, not history, is where we are supposed to be right now. So let us delve into the meaning of one accord. I offer that being on one accord means in a musical symphony, concert, harmony of sounds, the union of different sounds, which is agreeable to the ear, agreement in pitch and tone as the accord of notes. It could mean the unity of purpose and action between people or an internal state being of one heart and one mind. Often we may understand being on one accord to mean unity. And sometimes one may think unity means doing the same thing at the same time in the same place with the same people. My hope is to share a more in-depth understanding of unity and the meaning of on one accord based on what I have gleaned from my study so far. I could offer any example where people work together as a team, but I will offer an example from my point of reference, the military, and specifically the U.S. Army, because, well, that's where I've spent most of my life, 
And so I tend to see life from a military and army perspective. When in the military, although dressing alike builds unity, unity goes beyond the surface of appearing to be alike and appearing to be the same because of how we dress. One can dress twins alike, but that does not mean they are the same. Dressing alike simply makes us, well, being uniformly dressed. Although standing together in the same uniform, in what we call morning, afternoon, or evening formation, or being in the same place at the same time, builds unity through union, identification, and association with one another, union does not necessarily bring unity. Being in the same place at the same time simply means sharing time and space, which helps us to know who our teammates are and strengthens our familiarity with one another. But even people at a bus stop are in the same place at the same time with the same purpose. And that is not necessarily unity and being on one accord. Unity comes when we are uniformly dressed so we can identify our teammates being grouped together because we need to have an association with one another. But most importantly, in the Army, unity comes when we have the same unified understanding and belief. A unified understanding after having received the same instruction so that the instruction and our unified understanding of it and our belief in it the unified instruction when implemented brings about the desired results that our superior commanding officer has asked and expected us to accomplish. Unity means singleness of mind in our approach, our association, and our acumen so that we may accomplish the expected outcome. In our scripture references, we see that being on one accord means the apostles and the disciples were of the same mind and spirit. They had rational agreement, passionate camaraderie, and a definitive purpose for the newly founded church. In each of its occurrences, the phrase shows a harmony leading to action that resulted in a victorious outcome, bringing glory to God. Sharing one more example from the Holy Scripture, and I will not read uh, the entire uh, chapters I'm about to mention here, but I would ask you to read Acts chapters 26, 27, and 28. We can glean that being on one accord with God in the terio in which he has placed us, similar to Acts 27, 6 through 11, where he placed Paul, when we seek the Father and hear his heart, Acts 27 verses 21 through 25 and stay with one another on one accord, not jumping ship or allowing others to jump ship when the going gets tough. Acts 27, 27 through 30, when we fast and pray and through intercession and travail keep our face before the Father, as did Paul in Acts 27 through 30, 33 through 36, Everyone reaches their godly design, divine destination. Acts 27, 42 through 44. I believe the Holy Spirit would have us see this point. When everyone is on one accord and the voice of the spiritually mature man or woman of God comes before the Father, 
in heaven, the Father, by his Holy Spirit, releases his prevailing power. And when spoken through his dead-to-self and sanctified vessel, the word literally accomplishes rescued and spiritually saved lives. I grasp from these examples that we must begin with a self-examination of our oneness and being on one accord with our Heavenly Father and with one another. One can accomplish anything of greatness and of great importance to the Father when one uses their voice, their prayer-filled expressions through one's platform. We must be on one accord with the Father, moving, acting, being in accordance with His Word, His will, and His way. When one seeks the Father, and the Father elects you or me, to partner with him on one accord, and we partner with him in covenant obedience, we can change a nation. Similarly, one can accomplish significantly great damage when one uses their own voice, their own words, and their own platform, as did those who stoned Stephen, simply because they were stirred to be on the right side of history. We see this in Acts chapter 7, verse 54 and 57. When they heard these things, they were cut to the heart, and they gnashed on him with their teeth. Then they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and ran upon him, that is Stephen, with one accord. What a tragedy to lose one's opportunity for salvation just because of Stephen's account and recount of history in Acts chapter 7, verse 2 through 53. Apparently, it rubbed many the wrong way because they wanted to be on their self-determined and self-defined right side of history instead of the right side of heaven with Jesus Christ. As I prepare to close, please allow me to encourage and, and exhort us to be on one accord with the Father and with each other. We are to choose to speak life or death, according to Deuteronomy 30, verses 14 through 16. Our words and our being on one accord are weapons that can either bring healing and restoration or hurt and resignation. Let us remember to seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God, and set our affection on things above, not on things on the earth. Colossians 3, 1 through 4. Sure, we live here, so we must be aware of what's going on, but we are passing through this land. We are not citizens of this earth, but of heaven. We are not from here, according to Philippians 3, 20. So we do not speak the divisive and corrupt language of this world. Matthew 12, 36-37, and Ephesians 4.29. Nor do we behave like this world does, Matthew 7.20 and Luke 6.44. Nor do we participate and speak as the heathens do. And, and heathens, we can see from Galatians 3.27-28, are those who have not put on Jesus Christ. Let us use the voice he has given us for his purpose. As your sister in Jesus Christ, I do what I am offering to you. Each morning I arise, and yes, I am up at 5 a.m., and for about an hour and a half to two hours daily, I am using the voice 
God has given me to praise the Father, to pray to the Father, to paga, intercede with the Father, to get up from that place and perform on behalf of the Father, that I may produce the fruit he desires in the earth. That is praise, prayer, paga, perform and produce. Why would I do this? Why would you do this? We do this to be on one accord with our Heavenly Father and with the sons of God and saints of God around the world, uniformly in union and unified belief that we may be united with the Father to do His will by His word according to His ways. In 2020, the enemy's voice has intensified, but the voice of the Lord through his sons and saints is greater, stronger, more powerful, and more effective. Just as the apostles in Acts chapter 4 verse 31, when we who belong to God by the blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, when we lift our voice to him and then for him, bondage and oppression must flee. It is because of the Father's anointed word through our voice, the yoke of bondage is destroyed according to Isaiah chapter 10 verse 27. That is the fatness, fatness, which is blessings and restoration, places so much pressure upon the oppression and bondage that has been holding mankind captive. The spoken word of blessing and restoration and their receiving Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior will break all of them free. Freedom for the captives through Jesus and in Jesus Christ is our commanded and expected accomplishment. Saints of God, I declare and decree that we are on one accord and that we will move by God's spirit to perform his word, his will, and his way. In Jesus' name, I speak this over all of us. I speak the Lord's blessings on you and I speak that the Lord will keep you safe and sound until we are able to meet again in the natural or in the spirit. I love you with the love of Jesus. God bless you this day.